0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Thursday, June 29th, 2023. We're but a few days away from the 4th of July. And on today's episode, we're going to list the top five players, the most exciting players, the most explosive players, if you will, the five players that will bring the fireworks to the field this fall. We'll discuss all five of those guys, but before we get into that, I wanted to discuss this for just a moment. Um, it's been about a week since I did a podcast. That's normal. I do that all the time, wait about a week, um, but this past two weeks, really, I haven't done a lot on Twitter. I've done more um, behind the scenes, and I've been talking about this for about a month now. We have 14 guests coming on the show in the month of July to discuss their team the preview to the 2023 football season. I have recorded uh, 10 of those 14, and 11 is coming tonight. Which means after tonight, I will have just three to do, and uh, start scheduling those episodes to come out. It's going to be a great series. I might not do another regular podcast until after that's coming out. We'll see. I might throw a little bonus episode in here and there. We'll see what's going on. But um, really excited about that series. Um. Going to tweet out the schedule for that probably tomorrow afternoon so that you can circle the calendar for your team and find out uh, who was the guest on that show. And you can listen to that episode. They're all about 30 minutes, 40 minutes long. Um, But again, really excited. Or you can follow all of them. You can watch them all and you can become an expert on every single team in the Big Ten Um, based on what we talked about on the show. It'll be really exciting. Uh, Other than that, not a lot going on. Not a lot of topics to talk about. I've always talked about this. I'm not big into the football recruiting. It's just not something that gets me excited. So I'm not really going to get... I I know last weekend, especially listening to some other people's podcasts, um, team-specific, especially this is the time of year that they are getting excited about recruits. That was the big visit weekend last weekend. I'm not going to go through 14 teams and say every offensive lineman that's going to be coming to your school in the next two years. It's just not something I'm going to do. Um, So, I'm not as excited about recruiting, so really it's kind of a drag of a summer. I'm really just ready for football. I think we're like nine and a half weeks away from football. Uh, Tomorrow will be Friday, so I think it's exactly nine tomorrow. Really excited to get it going um, and just watch some football. Uh, Let's get into this, though. I said I was going to do a top five list of the most explosive players, the ones that are bringing the most fireworks for the 4th of July weekend, Um, let's talk about the fireworks let's talk about these guys here's some things that i wanted to say before that though i only picked one player from each team because uh there's a few teams out there you can probably think of them right off the top of your head that have a few really explosive guys a few guys that'll be going to the nfl even um but i wanted to limit it to one player per team um and i wanted to use only each team once so in other words like Ohio State's the first team I'm thinking of. There's a few guys I could have pulled from Ohio State, but I didn't put two Ohio State guys on the list, if that makes sense. So uh, let's jump into this. I got some highlights today. If you're watching on YouTube, you can watch along with those highlights. So go check that out. Hit subscribe if you would like to. I'm not going to beg, though. Come on over to YouTube if you want to see it. There's highlights on the screen right now. First guy. Most explosive guy out of the Big Ten West. Everybody knows his name. He's number nine in your program. He's number one in your hearts, but he's number five on this list. His name is Tory Taylor, the punter from Iowa, <laughs> bringing the fireworks last year. What a season he had, and I can't wait to watch him again. Hopefully, especially if you're an Iowa fan, he's not on the field as much as he was last year. 82 punts last year for Tory. 82 punts. He punted for 3,725 yards, 11 touchbacks. All three of those stats that I just said were leading the Big Ten for punting. The only one that he wasn't, only major stat he wasn't leading the Big Ten in, was uh, average yards per punt, and he was only second in that. I I say only second. He was second in that. He was almost first in that one as well. 45.6 yards per punt. Absolutely electric player, Torrey Taylor, coming in at number five. Number four, I wanted to do one guy that was transferring into the conference, maybe someone you don't know about. So the first guy that – actually, the only transfer I'm going to talk about today is the uh, Wisconsin transfer. His name is Tanner Mordecai. Um, The only highlights I have are from SMU from the last two years because that's where he played the last two years. There's not really any highlights from Wisconsin – unless I pulled some spring game highlights, which I did not do. Let's talk about those last two years, though. This guy went off video game numbers for SMU. If you're not familiar with him, 72 touchdowns in two seasons at SMU. Over 7,000 yards in those last two seasons at SMU. Last year, game against Houston, which they won, by the way, 77-63, to 63, Tanner had nine, nine, I'm not making a mistake here, I'm reading my notes correctly, nine touchdown passes in one game. Seven of those came in the first half. Ridiculous game. If you go back and watch those Houston highlights, some of them are on the screen right now. Uh, 379 yards passing in that game. This guy just can do it. He's got a big arm. He's electric. um, He's bringing the fireworks this year. And also, oh, by the way, he can run that thing a little bit. He had four touchdowns, two in the each of the last two seasons. So he'll be able to pull it down if he needs to. And this year, he'll have Braylon Allen behind him. So he'll have a little bit of support too. I'm looking for huge fireworks. Huge. I'm talking about like you light him up and it's like backup Terry type fireworks. That's what I'm looking for this year out of Tanner Mordecai. All right, number three, next guy on the list. You guys know I already love this man. That's kind of weird to say because he's younger than me. But he's a grown man on the field. That's all there is to it. His name's Nicholas Singleton. Um, I mean, what can I say about him that I already haven't said a thousand times? He's ridiculous. His average yards per carry last year were eye-popping, especially mid-year. It was such a separation from what he was doing. It felt like every time he touched the ball, it was going to break open for a touchdown. I I want to go back and look at this, actually. I'm going to look this up real quick. I, I'm thinking about the, um, the Auburn game right off the rip. The first game last year, I remember he had like 10 carries in like 220 yards or something like that. How do I look this up? How do I use Google? So you type in a name in Google, and then you type in stats next to his name, and then you go to his stats, and then you look <laughs> – you look for his name, and then you look for the game that you're talking about. Here's the Auburn game. All right, and then you click on the box score, and then you go to rushing. All right, I was wrong. I cut it in half by about like everything I said in half. Ten carries, 124 yards. Still ridiculous, though. Uh, like 10 yards a carry against Auburn last year on the road. Ridiculous game. Um, he was only behind one guy last year. His name was Donovan Edwards from Michigan. When it comes to yards per carry, he had 6.8. I think Donovan was near. I think he was like 7.2 or something like that, if I'm remembering. But as a freshman, you got to keep in mind this kid was a freshman last year, 12 touchdowns, and I talked about Tanner Mordecai and how he's got help behind him. Well, Nicholas has help in front of him this year. Drew Aller, five-star recruit, looked amazing in the spots that he came in last year for Sean Clifford. I think that this year, with someone that's even more competent at quarterback, Nicholas is just going to go off this year. When you have to respect the pass as much as they're going to, this year it's going to really open up the box for Nicholas. And I'm expecting like borderline Heisman year for this guy. He's going to bring the fire. He is definitely going to bring the fireworks this fall. All right, my last two guys, I'm going to preface this real quick before we turn over to them. They were basically tied for me my last two guys. I could have flip-flopped them. This next guy could have been number 1 and the other guy could have been number 2. And I'll explain why I put him in that order here in just a second. But who I did pick at number 2 is Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm old enough to remember Marvin Harrison period when he played for the Colts. Now his son's playing if you don't if, if you're young or you didn't know that. If if you're young Go to YouTube and look up his dad's highlights when he was playing with Peyton. Peyton Manning, by the way, if you're really young. Um, (laughs) Marvin Harrison was ridiculous. His son is better, I think. I don't remember seeing Marvin Harrison in college, his dad, but uh, I am remembering seeing Marvin Harrison Jr. in college. He's unreal. Tied for first place last year with Chuck Jones with 12 touchdowns. Um, I think that from... A, uh, if you're just looking at the skilled positions and you're, you take out the offensive and de- defensive linemen, in next year's draft, he will be the highest. I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't do draft analysis, but I think he's going to be the highest skilled player drafted next year um, when you include like running backs, uh, uh, quarterbacks, and then wide receivers. I think that Marvin's going to go the highest. He's going to have a great NFL career. He's going to have a monster season this year. Um, last year. 1,157, oh, that's, I put passing yards, that's receiving yards. It'd be crazy if he was passing that much too. Um, And then the thing with him is he's just a walking highlight. Even like, you could say all the stats about him, the 12 touchdowns, the over 1,100 yards receiving. But really, when you watch Marvin play, the ridiculous catches he makes are why he's gotta be on the list and really high on the list for guys that are bringing fireworks this fall. Um, And uh, to be talked about, this holiday weekend. All right, the guy that's number one, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but it's Blake Corum from Michigan. I think that the reason I put him number one over Marvin was because Blake has a little bit more control over his explosiveness. He has control over what he can do. He's gonna be handed the ball, and then he's gonna be able to do what he needs with it. Whereas Marvin, he's got a brand new quarterback this year, Kyle McCord, And he's not really in control of when he gets the ball, how he gets the ball, where he gets the ball. If it's a bad throw and Marvin's wide open, that's a touchdown right there that he could have had. Blake's not going to have that problem. He's got an amazing offensive line in front of him. He's going to get carries. He has to split a little bit with Donovan Edwards because especially after last year, how much Donovan exploded in in that Ohio State game. But Blake's still the guy. He's still the man. He's going to get the majority of the carries. He had a hurt knee last year. I've heard interviews where he said his knee is even stronger than it was before it got hurt. And the impressive thing for me last year, 18 touchdowns was only second to a guy that is no longer in the league, Mo Ibrahim, who's playing uh, in the NFL now. So basically, he's the leading touchdown guy from the running back position that's returning. But also, if you just look at the league overall and all the running backs that are in the league, it's absolutely freaking loaded. It's loaded. You had Mo, Nicholas. Uh, Caleb Johnson last year at Iowa. You had uh, Mayan Williams, who was a guy I probably could have put on this list as well, but I decided to put Marvin instead. Talked about Braylon Allen, Chase Brown last year, and still with all those guys that were having monster years last year, Blake was at the top. He was the best running back out of all those guys, in my opinion. Maybe uh, I don't know. Mo had better numbers with when it comes to touchdowns, but I don't know. I just felt like it felt like Blake's plays were more. Ex- explosive and more impressive how many am i gonna say explosive too many times on this episode maybe but it's fourth of july and i'm excited and i'm excited to be sitting here in front of my computer looking at blake quorum and marvin harrison and uh all the other guys that i had on this list before tanner mordecai uh, even even tory taylor uh, pull me up some tory taylor, taylor highlights i'll watch them all day but uh blake's the number one guy he's the most explosive guy in the conference in my opinion Um, And I'm really excited to see him play this year. That's pretty much it, man. Uh, I wanted to do a quick episode this week. I'm heading out back to, actually, Michigan to uh, celebrate 4th of July with my family. I'll be heading up there this weekend. And uh, really excited. Hope you guys have a good holiday weekend. Stay safe. Light the fireworks and then run away. Be sure to follow on Twitter at 10 We'll see you guys next week. Look forward to those preview episodes coming out. Thanks for watching.